everyone, and welcome back to uh, the Arthritis Broadcast Network's uh, hashtags AC Arthritis. Um, I'm Isabel Trisky. I'm with uh, the Arthritis Consumer uh, Net um, uh, Experts, and I'm also with the Global RA Network. Uh, Today, first interview of the day, I'm, I'm thrilled to be joined by two doctors, Dr. Uh, Dr. Lisa Lix and Dr. Lilian. Um, so Dr. Lisa Lix is a professor of biostatistics uh, and Canada research chair at the University of Manitoba in Winnipeg. And Dr. Lily Lim is a pediatric rheumatologist, uh, clinician scientist uh, at the Children's Hospital Research Institute of Manitoba at the University of Manitoba in Winnipeg again. Uh, thank you so much for being here. Uh, yes. Uh, so uh, a, a nice day uh, ahead with uh, lots of uh, Lots of meetings, workshops, um, poster presentations, and I believe you are also presenting or participating in a workshop. So we'll talk about this in in a second. First, I'd like uh, for you to uh, to say a, a little bit about uh, what you do and your involvement in rheumatology. So maybe we we, we start with you, uh, Dr. Lix. Great, thanks very much. Well, um, my interest in in um, rheumatic diseases. Uh, stems from working for a number of years with clinicians and using large anonymized electronic health databases to study rheumatic diseases, including their burden in the population and health service use and health outcomes amongst individuals with rheumatic diseases. Um, interesting. And, and yourself? So I'm a pediatric rheumatologist. Mm -hmm. I'm a doctor by day and um, also a clinician scientist so that means that I do research. Um, my focus is in pediatric rheumatology um, and I've also started to work with um, Dr. Dr. Lakes as well as my other collaborator um, on health administrative data. What it is is, is a kind of healthcare big data and we are using uh, machine learning to mm -hmm. try to get at the information in this big population um, data. And we did it recently using um, juvenile arthritis, but hope to be able to do it um, in other rheumatic diseases as well, especially in terms of earlier diagnosis, picking mm -hmm. the patients up earlier in their journey. So uh, for children or the whole currently in children, mm -hmm. but also yeah. in the future in adults as well. Okay, okay, well, super interesting. So, so the workshop this afternoon uh, that's um, named Artificial Intelligence in Practice, Pattern Mining of Healthcare Data for Complex Chronic Conditions. So uh, can, can you tell us a, a bit about what, uh, you know, patients uh, should take away from, from what uh, will be said this afternoon? Mm -hmm. Well, first of all, one of the keys to take away is the use of innovative methodologies to try to, as Dr. Lim has said, understand the sequence of events, the patterns of use that emerge from mining large healthcare databases. And we can use those patterns to understand the diversity of, of patients who have rheumatic diseases and also how we might use those to better understand uh, the treatment um, trajectories and outcomes. Lily, do you want to add to that? Yeah, I think um, from clinical practice and being in rheumatic diseases research for a while now with our patient partners, 
we know that it's a very long and complicated journey and people have like done studies and shown that the average rheumatic disease or rare disease patient can see up to eight different specialists mm -hmm. before they get a diagnosis. So in our work here, we actually demonstrate that machine learning can be used in a rare or uncommon disease like rheumatic diseases. In this case, we use some juvenile arthritis. And the patterns that we discovered are very interesting and they are occurring before even the confirmed diagnosis of rheumatic disease. So I think this has got great potential in shortening that journey. Mm -hmm. And so between research and application, what's, uh, you know, the, the, will there be a, a big gap? <laughs> Where are we at <laughs> with this? Well, as uh, working with complex health data, certainly we've been focused on the methodology. So develop it, developing and refining the approach that mm -hmm. we use. And that involves, as Dr. Lim has mentioned, an interdisciplinary team mm -hmm. that includes those who have experience with the data, as well as with the artificial intelligence or data mining technology and methodology. And then looking at the so what, the mm -hmm. how do we translate that knowledge? How do we interpret the findings that we have? And of course, that's the clinical piece. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I think we, we are at an early stage yet, but with a interdisciplinary group like ours, where we can bring in all our different expertise so that the what we find really have clinical meaning and mm -hmm. hopefully will be translatable to the real world for our patients. Mm -hmm. um, is there a gap between um, current and the future? Yes, because mm -hmm. this is not easy work. Um, I think a lot of, that's why we need the expertise, right? A lot of thought, uh, thoughts needs to be uh, going into the processes so that the, what we discover and what we find um, will be um, will make sense, will be applicable mm -hmm. in the real world. Yeah, so that will be a gap. <laughs> we hope that we will bridge that gap. Yeah, and so uh, do, you, do you get, um, uh, do you feel that um, healthcare professionals are, are interested in, in those new methodology and, and AI and uh, with these new technology to help them and their patients? Uh, yes, very much so. Uh, we know that data are about patients is being generated at a phenomenal rate. So being able to sift and sort through that data to understand um, how it can inform uh, treatment and improve outcomes certainly is of great interest mm -hmm. to healthcare professionals. And also to um, students with uh, within our universities mm -hmm. uh, have a strong interest in bringing their skills mm -hmm. to improve uh, patient experiences and outcomes. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think that's definitely an interest. Mm -hmm. um, and this has potential to transform care for the future. Sure. But I think it needs to be thoughtfully adopted mm -hmm. um, with um, safeguards in place yeah. for the best interest of the patients. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're talking a lot about uh, AI and, uh, you know, lately chat GPTs are all <laughs> over the place and some people are kind of worried. So I understand that, you know, patients may be, may be worried about what their, you know, personal data and, you know, information. Uh, yes, are. but I think it's, that, that's why it should be a thoughtful uh, adoption yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, of technology. Mm -hmm. Oh, that, that's, that's like, you know, it's very exciting. <laughs> um, and so the theme of this year's um, 
meeting uh, is uh, reconnect, renew, and reimagine. So I guess we're more in the reimagine, renew uh, uh, concepts or areas. Yeah, yes. certainly with uh, these large electronic healthcare databases, uh, reimagining new opportunities to use them to benefit our understanding of of health of populations and also healthcare use. I mean, it's critically important, particularly at a time when we know that the healthcare system is challenged mm -hmm. in many ways. Yeah. yeah. So Lisa has a population level overview. Yeah. Um, whereas I would have the more clinical mm -hmm. overview. Mm -hmm. I I would say that reimagine re a world where your physician will have the power of AI at their fingertips, right? Helping to supplement their clinical expertise. Yes. So that would be bringing together the best of both worlds. That's amazing. Um, and um, are there any information about your pro, you know, you, your program or what, what the, the, your research that uh, patients could uh, could go to? Any? I think we are. Or any are. resources on on you know AI information on AI and healthcare and. Uh, um, I think for our work, we are currently still in the early stages yes, yet, yes. so it's not out there in yeah, the public yeah. domain, although we'll be presenting some parts of it during our workshop, mm -hmm. um, and also at another talk at this meeting. Um, but I think in time to come, as we get um, more information, mm -hmm. we may be able to, um, we will definitely look yeah. to disseminate the information yeah, yeah. and share with it, share our information, our findings. Um, with um, patients. Yeah. Great. And so, any other insights or, you know, ideas or uh, that you'd like to, to share with uh, the viewers out there uh, uh, that would, you know, contribute to improve um, uh, the, the patient disease journey or, uh, you know, uh, disease, well, healthcare outcomes? Sure. Um, I would say that. I think we are at the threshold of a very mm -hmm. exciting future. Um, yes, there are um, concerns about privacy, mm -hmm. and uh, but I think we are in this together. We can harness technology if we um, put in thoughtful um, thoughts into how to adopt it in a way that would be beneficial, mm -hmm. but of course without um, infringing on privacy. Yes. But there's a lot of power and information um, that we are all generating and putting into the um, electronic, I call it big clinical data mm -hmm. space, mm -hmm. that can be very helpful because this is way beyond what traditional um, medical research can do, um, right? Because a lot of times we will have to, the kind of the kinds of patients recruited into um, cohorts or drug trials may be very different from the kind of patients that we are seeing in clinic where they have multiple morbidities, not so much in children, but definitely yes. for my adult colleagues, you know, they have three or four or five conditions mm -hmm. on top of their rheumatic disease. True. And But traditional studies or traditional drug trials are not going to be um, recruiting that kind of patients because mm -hmm. it becomes, it muddies the water, right? Mm -hmm. But with this real world perspective that we can glean from big clinical data, big health administrative data, I think we will have a clearer picture. And I hope that in the future, the, the decisions that we make will be more based on 
um, the real world mm -hmm. um, evidence. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. There are a lot of initiatives now going on to um at the regulatory um especially in Europe um authorities to try to put into um to put safeguards and and also um into the system ad adaptation of these big clinical data AI technology. I think this is definitely a space to watch. Mm -hmm. And I would say to our patients, um, you know, we're doing our part. So mm -hmm. empower it. Don't be scared of it. Yeah. Also, you'll not be able to harness the potential yes. power. Mm -hmm. To really have a big, uh, big role to play there. Yeah, mm -hmm. definitely. Um, any questions from the viewers? Um, I think there the doctors already covered it a little bit, but yes. um, so the question was, how can researchers and healthcare professionals address privacy concerns and mm -hmm. Great, yeah, great question. So in any of the research that, that we do, uh, certainly we operate in a privacy conscious mm -hmm. environment where there are uh, safeguards around who can access and use mm -hmm. these large healthcare databases for uh, for research. Um, and certainly both provincial and federal privacy legislation, we operate very carefully mm -hmm. under uh, that legislation in any of the work that we do. And we are working at uh, a level where we don't look at individual patient data, but rather are interested in the aggregate mm -hmm. or uh, groups of patients only. Yeah. Yeah. And um, with the regulations for healthcare uh, in terms of artificial intelligence be the same as it would be in the field of technology or in the field of uh, media? Mm -hmm. um, well, certainly uh, with uh, electronic health data and applying AI technologies, there's always this concern about the black box environment. Right, that we don't truly understand the kinds of methodologies that are being applied. Now, working in an interdisciplinary team, as Dr. Lin has, um, has identified, certainly important to ensure that we're representing the data well um, and that we're using appropriate technologies applied to that to ensure that there is an, an equity lens mm -hmm. and that we're representing well all groups of patients mm -hmm. that are found within the data. Yeah, true. Yeah, yeah. We were um, at ACE talking a lot about inequities in healthcare, and uh, and and so yeah, I, I appreciate that. Yeah, and and training the next generation to recognize that. Mm -hmm. I'm in fact part of a national training program around the use of artificial intelligence in the public health sphere. That certainly bumps up against. Uh, we have patient partners that are involved because it bumps up against that patient sphere. Mm -hmm. So our goal is to train early career researchers um, and um, those who are just starting in this area to recognize the potential for inequities um, and to identify methodologies and approaches and understand the data to ensure that those don't unduly influence mm -hmm. yes. the conclusions that we draw from the data. Mm -hmm. Very good. Any other questions? No? Well, that was very exciting. I'm um, I'm eager to see the you know the the, the future of your of your research. Uh, thank you so much for being with uh, with us today. Good luck with the workshop. I hope I, it will be a very uh, dynamic one. Uh, thank you all for uh, watching us. 